0: You're listening to Mowing in the Dark, a podcast about business, life, and family. Now, here's your host, Erin Sutter. And we are live. This is the first podcast for Mowing in the Dark.
1: Mowing (laughs) in the Dark.
0: (laughs) She was singing this before we started recording. Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited. This is the first podcast that I've done on my own. I've been on several podcasts, but um, this is the first one. So I am here with my beautiful wife, Renee. Hi. <laughs> and uh, we thought today, since this is the first podcast on Mowing in the Dark, that we would go over my business origin story, the How we got started with Lansing Lawn Service. Uh, Renee, she doesn't really have anything to do with the business per se, other than getting my paycheck every week. But I wanted to have her on, number one, because she's my favorite person in the world. Mm -hmm. And number two, she has a different perspective on where we were before the business and where we are now with the business. So I thought I wanted to, to bring her on, get her thoughts Uh, introduce you to her and and uh, just just get to know her better so renee why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do right now what what all you do for your job everything tell us a little bit (laughs) about yourself
1: um, well, I work full-time at a financial institution, and I do work in the project management and facilities management um, department, so a lot of event planning and project support and other administrative-type things um, that I do full-time, of course, out of the home, except right now it's sort of in the home with COVID. Um In my other spare time, I am finishing up with my bachelor's degree. So I have this class I'm doing right now, and then I have two more, and I will be done so. And I'm super excited about that. Started doing that when our youngest was actually just came home from the NICU. I was still on maternity leave and decided to go back to school because it's something I've always wanted to do. Um, Never really allowed myself to do it. And um, so we have two young boys, and they're busy and fun and crazy. So we have all that sort of stuff going on. So it's just the constant um, shoveling of Legos to one side of the room to vacuum. <laughs> so that's house housekeeping right there. Um, one hundred and one. When you have boys, at least.
0: Yes. Don't don't walk through our house in the dark at night. No. It's a landmine.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So. That and doing stuff around the house and gardening and that sort of thing. but.
0: So, in other words, you're super busy. Uh,
1: yeah, I guess so. I yeah. like to be I mean, busy.
0: You're, you're employed full-time. You're a full-time mother. You go to school full-time. It's, it's a lot.
1: Sometimes, yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, that's a little bit about Renee. She is an absolute rock star. Uh, at life in general. Um, she is one of the hardest working people I know. And I, uh, I, I can't say enough about her. You're, you're pretty, you're pretty amazing.
1: He's giving me googly eyes over the mic right now, people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what were we doing? What were you doing before we started the business? Lansing Lawn Service. What were you doing in, in life back then?
1: What year was that?
0: That was <laughs> 2013 going into 2014 is when we started the business.
1: Oh, uh, so Marcus was like three years old. Um, I think I was doing the same thing, uh, facilities management type stuff.
0: I believe you were working for insurance. that insurance company ah. that... Um,
1: I have quite the eclectic resume. So (laughs) I did a six year stint in the insurance industry in actuarial. And if you don't know what that is, it really just means um, the scientific math side of how your rates are calculated. Um, And you can imagine the sort of people that work in actuarial, insanely smart And they really love Star Wars, so um, I kind of didn't fit in on both accounts. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was doing that. Um, Not a huge math person, didn't super love it, but um, that's kind of where I gained my awesome data entry skills and my keen eye for details. Um, I have to definitely give props to that job to honing those skills for me. Um, at that time we lived in Lansing. Yep, and we it was started
0: the business in Lansing.
1: Just our little startup house, um, with our little startup kid and it was just kind of doing what we did to have a paycheck and live the American dream and yep. we really didn't have much, but um Yeah, You know, it was just kind of the typical middle class-ish family.
0: Yeah, that was our first house in Lansing. And uh, if you guys hop over to my YouTube channel, Lansing Lawn Service LLC, um, you will see that I still mow in the neighborhood that we used to live in. In fact, I mow a couple of our neighbors. And so uh, that's always kind of a walk down memory lane every week. But... Um, yeah, we started in a little, little house in Lansing, hence the name Lansing Lawn Service. And, uh, at the time I was working in the hospital. I was working in the medical field. Uh, I was a, I am a trained phlebotomist. So if you don't know what a phlebotomist is, or in the words of my dad, what are you again? A lobotomist? (laughs) Uh, so, um, no, I draw blood
1: <laughs> better than your mom. She calls it phlebotomy. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, so if anything ever happens with the business, I can always go back to that. Uh, just, it, it, it's a very interesting, uh, line of work to me, even though I don't do it anymore. Uh, there's a whole backstory to that. Um, unfortunately I don't handle the stress well of understaffed uh,
1: laboratories.
0: (laughs) And I do not like working in the union. So, but anyway, that's all besides the point. Uh, When I started the business, I was working in the hospital uh, almost full time, about 42, 43 hours a week. Um, And I was working the... I think it was second shift i was working 11 to or no i would have been working four thirty to 1 a.m yeah in the you come
1: home right when i was just finally in my deep sleep so yeah. it was good times
0: in yeah. the emergency <laughs> department uh running around like a chicken with my head cut off um and so i uh i gained some things from that that weren't good uh in my personal life and i'll i'll uh, talk about those on a later episode but um so we were kind of just we were going through the motions and i realized after months of thinking and just not being super happy at the hospital that i needed to do something else um it was just it was too too much for me and we wanted to buy a pop-up camper. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. And so I got the bright idea being that I mowed lawns way back when I was a kid that I would mow a few lawns to save some money to buy a pop-up camper. And we crushed that goal. Um,
1: Aaron's the expert of the hustle. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So uh, we, we, uh, we started the business in 2014, and that year I think I took on maybe 10 lawns, something like that. And I was shocked that I got that many. Uh, but Craigslist was the way to go back then, and that's what I used. So it was it was good. I enjoyed being outside. I enjoyed working outside, and uh, just taking care of people's properties, and. You know, honestly, I started with a push mower that we had, a, uh, a curved shaft trimmer, and a handheld. Bl- well, originally I started with a broom, and then <laughs> moved up very quickly to a cheap handheld blower. So this um, was
1: all in the back of your pickup truck in our one one and a half car garage, yes, with our driveway that could fit two cars lengthwise. Yep. I mean it was not the spacious storage <laughs> anything <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. to be running a, a lawn business by any means.
0: Yep. So um, let's talk a little bit about the like some of the apprehension you may have had of me starting a business, uh, just starting the business. Because I know there's there's always some apprehension, some question in the back of everyone's mind who starts a business. You know, is this thing gonna work out? Is it gonna be profitable? You know, and honestly, I had no idea what I was doing business wise. So what were some of your thoughts going into it, if you can remember them?
1: Um, for me, I mean, I didn't grow up in a family where people had their own businesses. Um, you know, my dad worked in the insurance industry um, forever. <laughs> and, you know, he had a couple times I remember wanting to do his own business. And I remember him looking at properties and dreaming and doing that sort of thing. And it it never really happened for different reasons, of course, but... um starting your own business seemed like a very crazy jump over a cliff into the unknown for me. Um, So I think my biggest concern at that time was, great, you want to do it, like, I'll support you. What I need from you is a steady paycheck. And it wasn't like, hey, I want you to make more money, um, profit or, you know, be, be my, you know, sugar daddy type situation. It was just really, I need X amount to be able to pay the bills and for us to live, um, not even lavishly, but just at least comfortable enough where, um, you didn't feel like you were uber poor. You know, like where like we didn't have to go to save a lot or, you know, get really crappy food really cheaply, but at least get decent food and, you know, feel like our cupboards weren't bare type thing. So um, for me, that was the biggest thing. Um, And I think the second biggest thing was time and how much time needed to go into it. Um, When were you going to do this work? You know, you're working, you're hustling physically during the daylight hours, so then when are you doing your paperwork and invoicing and um, all that sort of stuff, and creating or carving out that schedule that worked for the family? um, That was my second concern, was I knew that starting a business required a lot, a lot, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and I didn't want it to be at the expense of our marriage, or expense of our family, or even as health, because, like you said, we'll talk about that another time, but, you know, that was one of the things that was a uh, concern when you worked at the hospital was how your health is impacted in a, in a job that you may not enjoy or maybe it's sucking a little bit more life out of you than what it gives back. Um, so, yeah. that really, that was my two biggest things.
0: Well, and, I mean, I like I said, I had no idea what starting a business really entailed. I didn't know what it took to run a business. I just had this idea and I'm famous for this Mm -hmm. of just having an idea and jumping in with both feet. And um, I I did do some research and educated myself on starting a business, but I had no idea what the business side really entailed. I just knew that we wanted a pop-up camper (laughs) <laughs> and that's what I was going into. And we we achieved that goal financially, uh, the first year. And then going into the second year, I took on more work. I took on about twenty-five prop I got up to about twenty-five properties.
1: Well, keep in mind you're not doing this full time at this point. You're right. still it's working the crazy hours at the hospital and then coming home, getting a few hours of sleep, and then going out and mowing. And and then showering and running off to the hospital, basically. Or
0: I would do, because I worked 1 or 4.30 to 1 a.m. in the later years of working at the hospital, I could work most of the day mowing lawns and then um, go to work at the hospital. So I would mow... I would mow some lawns in the morning and then I would go to work. Um, And then when my schedule, you know, it would always switch up every now and again. And so I would just figure out a way to schedule the lawns to get them done. Uh, And 25 lawns is a lot of work when you're just push mowing (laughs) and you're, you're at a high stress, high physical job. I mean, you wouldn't think that working in a hospital is super physical. However, uh, I cannot tell you how many miles a day I walked in the hospital. Um, we walked everywhere and it was, it was very stressful. So, uh, we are at home right now and we're down in the basement and my wife just caught called away with my youngest son. So she just had to take off for a minute, but you know, all of the stresses of working in the hospital, they started building up. And this is when I started realizing that the hospital may not be for me. I wasn't handling the stress well. In fact, uh, when I would get ready to go into work every day, I about two hours before I was to leave for work, I started getting super anxious and really, just dreading going into work, and I would kind of go stir crazy. And then once I got to the hospital, I, I could try to settle down a little bit. And it was it, that whole thing was just from the stresses of working at the hospital. I wasn't able to handle it well. Some people can handle stress very well. Uh, There's some people that can't, and uh, you may ask yourself, you know. Why do so many people that work in the medical industry smoke when they know that smoking is bad for you? Well, it's the stress. Uh, Smoking can really calm your nerves. And so a lot of people that I worked with were smokers because it's a very stressful job. And you might not think that drawing blood is something that Helps save someone's life but i'm here to tell you it very much is we do life-saving work in in the phlebotomy industry or the laboratory industry um it just
1: gets them that one step closer to that diagnosis right
0: so anyway i can go into the i could talk about that all day um and i probably will on another podcast just for fun because I find it interesting, and so maybe some of you will too. But um, so let's go into when what your thoughts were as I was building up to go full time in the business. Um, I stayed at about twenty-five lawns up until that point, and it we were going into winter, I believe, when I decided or I came to you with the the, uh, the realization that I wanted to go full-time in the lawn care industry. Um, kind of tell us what your thoughts were on that, if you can remember those.
1: Um, I remember you were very torn in the sense of that you're working the hospital. Like, you're juggling. That's what I mean by torn, mm-hmm. that you're just constantly – um, pivoting to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And, um, that anxiety you talked about for you, it wasn't, it it displayed it very differently. So in the hospital, you were constantly, I got to do this X, Y, and Z. You're checking off a list. You're running from here to there to there. And so at home you would continue that same mentality. So you would just like jump from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And it was just this constant, like crazy, running around the house, but like maybe not necessarily accomplishing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was very, I mean, it makes me anxious. Even just remembering it It was just, you never were settled. Um, and it, you never really like sat and connected or had that calm down moment, you know, like where other folks would get after having a cigarette or two. Um, you never really quite got that reprieve. Um, but I do remember you coming to me and being very passionate about it. And that was the one thing I really do remember is that you were like, I can do this. I don't want to do it. If you, you know, have major apprehension, like you were willing to be very, um, I don't know what the word is, but you know,
0: um, all in essentially.
1: Well, you're willing to bend to me if I had major apprehension about it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, But I just remember the passion that you had and um, you were like, I can do this. I can do this. And to me, it felt like it was that moment where maybe your whole life where you've felt like you could do things and people didn't back, back you up. People didn't have your back. People didn't really voice like, yeah, I think you can do it. Like, oh, are you sure? Are you taking on too much? You know, and I could see that in your, in your face and in the way you were speaking to me. And I was like, okay, you know, like all I'm asking from you is we need to make sure that we can pay our bills. Cause I was not willing to, you know, put, you know, our home, our, you know our house in foreclosure or something like that to me we still had to provide those four walls you know be able to have the food and and the warmth and the shelter sort of thing um but you had the the fire in your belly and you'd proven over I mean a year or two two years yeah. of of doing that hustle and um, I knew that unless you are all in, and you're all in mentally and you're all in physically and you're all in with your schedule, there really is no way that you can be all in successful. And so taking that leap from, it was a side hustle to this is going to be my main passion and my main, um, way I, I spend my day. Um, I knew it had to happen if, if it was going to go anywhere and I knew it had to happen for, um, your own sense of self as well. I think it was a huge moment, I think from second guessing yourself constantly to feeling confident in yourself and your abilities. So I think that was a a cool moment. Yeah. And for us as a family to embrace that and say, okay, you know, like yeah. I think at that point I was in a different position um, work wise where I could, I think I had gotten that different job. And so I was making more money at that time too, which helped kind Mm -hmm. of cover that gap. So it was kind of, if it was going to happen, it was going to happen then.
0: Yep. And it was, I mean, we weren't making gobs of money. I'll tell you that, but, um, it felt once Renee got behind me, uh, I felt that because I've never really had that in my life. Um, I've always been told that, you know, you and not really told in so many words, but by people's reaction to me or uh, things that I would talk about. I'm a dreamer by nature. And so, um, you know, I have ADD, I have dyslexia. uh, And so I've always been treated like. I'm not going to amount to much and I've lived my entire life with trying to prove people wrong. Uh, you know, that's with going to college while working full time. Uh, and then, uh, you know, people not thinking that I can do that or be good at it. Um, and then I did fairly well and I was proud of my performance in college. And then, uh, to go on and start my own business, and then from there, uh, go on uh, into the medical field, I guess, before the business, but um, and and people all along the way, not believing in me, and I really wanted to prove them wrong. And I'm still on that journey, um, just because I want to prove. Everyone that told me that I couldn't do something, no matter what it was, that I I can actually do it. And so um, some of our our goals, and we're going to wrap it up here pretty soon. But um, one of my goals that I want to share is that it is a dream of mine to have a rental property or a vacation slash rental property on Mackinac Island. And that's a big, audacious goal.
1: Expensive goal. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Beautifully um, scenic (laughs) and wonderful, but very expensive goal. And
0: we're not there yet, but uh, I'm working on a five-year plan right now. And uh, I believe we can do it. Um, And it has always been something that I have... That I found with myself that if I believe that I can do it, I will get it done. And so, um, watch out, world! The Sutters are gonna get a vacation place on Mackinac Island. So, um, I I think we'll call this part one of of this episode of getting to know Lansing Lawn Service, um, because we've got to wrap it up here. We have a hard out uh at 30 minutes the uh podcast recorder that i'm using uh only allows us to do 30 minute episodes so uh with that uh i think we will end this podcast here thank you renee for coming on and joining in the conversation here uh you add a ton to uh the value of my life and business in general so um Thanks for coming on, and we will see you guys, both Renee and I, in the next episode.